2: Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey,
0: it's professional wrestler Colt, Boom Boom Cabana. It's
1: Kyle O'Reilly. Matt
0: Riddle, the King of Rose. Hey, I'm Double J, Jeff Jarrett. I'm Rocky Asuka Romero.
1: Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk, home of Lou Gowen. Support Wrestle Talk, whatever Wrestle Talk is and whoever Lou Gowen is. Quote the Raven, Nevermore. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it. Bruh. But you really should support Russell Talk, and you should follow them and subscribe right now. Ali told me to say this, so I guess it's okay. Support Ali, support Luke, support Russell Talk. Make sure you watch and listen to Russell Talk. Oh, better yet, take just a moment, stop what you're doing, and bask in their glory. Do us all a favor and subscribe.
2: Congratulations, you got here. Now subscribe and support. Thanks. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble Podcast. I am Ollie Davis, apologizing for any drilling noises in the background you can hear. There's nothing we can do, and I'm joined by Luke Owen. Hello, Swath Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you? I'm okay, I feel jet-lagged. From SummerSlam. You know how I said but we I, I always never wanted to stay up late for pay per views. I'd always just get up very early, yeah. usually. And even even WrestleMania me. you'd be up at like three AM to start watching Yeah. I'd prefer that than to stay up all night. Just yeah. the way my body clock is. But then we did WrestleMania weekend and then we did AW Double or Nothing and I was like, you know what? maybe I'm a young man. Maybe my body can take staying up all night and sleeping in the day. And then I did SummerSlam and I just, I felt just so tired all week. You slipped through two alarms on Monday. Yeah. Or Tuesday,
3: rather. Was it Monday? No, it was Tuesday it was, cause you were late for yeah, Raw. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I've been falling asleep fairly early this week. I've I found I've also been tired. However, last night, me and my wife had a couple of um, drinky poos after work. Uh-oh. And started watching the third season of Glow. And we were so into it, I was like, I think we should stay, stay up and watch more episodes. It's pretty good, isn't it? It's been so great. We've watched the first four episodes, I think. It's such a great show. And I, I did have to put my foot down and be like, we can't. Because I've got to be up at six so I can mm. do the news. I've, I've, I've got to go to
2: bed. I, I've got to, otherwise I'm going to be operating on zero sleep tomorrow. I'm sorry, Zendaya. No, that's not her name. Not. Zoya. Zoya. Zendaya's in Greatest Showman and Spider Man.
3: Yes, and ah, oh, there's a TV show that my wife's just been watching that she did. That apparently it's very. Sex good. in the City. No, it wasn't Friends. that one. No, oh, no, it, it wasn't those. Watch. Euphoria. Come die with me. Euphoria, I believe it was called, and um, it's also got do you, um, uh, Eden from, um. Handmaid's Tale. Which one's Eden? Eden is, I'm going to try and do this as being less spoilery as possible, because you've now seen all of season two, right? You're, watching, uh, you're currently watching season three. I'm in three. the midst of season three. Okay. She is uh, Nick, when he gets assigned... Yep. Yeah, that's Eden. When he gets assigned a wife.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's
3: Eden. Yeah. And I well throw my hands up in the air and say... I think she is the saddest character ever committed to screen. I think her whole character journey
2: is the saddest thing I've ever seen in any TV show in my life. I don't know. Do you remember that period of Zack Ryder when he was being booked with... Uh, not Eve... Uh, Eve Torres yeah. and John Cena? I think that was the saddest. Even
3: then, I, every every time a scene of hers ended, I'd be like, good Lord, this world is terrible. <sighs> this is bleak. <laughs> my, my, my joke now is any time a scene ends, you go oh it's bleak yeah Glow's a completely different landscape though Glow's great um but anyway, I thought I'd to email, read this email to you because um, Justin sent in a potpourri of emails, which we did a couple of the other day. A potpourri. But he did add here, uh, I like it when any podcast reads out their iTunes reviews because it's always nice to get some feedback yes. and it's nice to end the show on a positive note. <laughs> it only takes a few minutes and it isn't that big of a deal. I'm going to be leaving an iTunes review soon. I won't tell you my iTunes name, but I think Luke will be able to figure it out because of the Simpsons quote I put in the review. Uh, see, that wasn't so long. Thanks for all the hard work that uh, gets put into the Rust Talk Screen Stalker. P.S. And this is where I thought I would uh, read this out for you. I was wondering if you guys updated your logos um, with a conscious choice of using primary colours, red and blue for WrestleTalk, and secondary colours, orange and green for ScreenStalker. Or am I reading too much into this because I've studied colour theory?
2: No, that's, that's, to- that's, totally, that's totally what we uh, what we did. Always always the intention. Really, really well thought that out. It wasn't just me and Laurie Googling... <laughs> Color boards and sit and saying, "Oh, I like turquoise and orange." Yeah, I, I remember when we when we decided that it was going to be
3: green and orange. It was me and Laurie sat down and he said, "Do you know what colors I really like? The Miami Dolphins."
2: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, actually, those are really nice colors. Yeah. Should we just go with the colors of the Miami Dolphins?
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's have. Oh, and red and blue for Wrestle Talk has always been the idea of Raw and SmackDown, of course, but also red is the color of pay attention usually and blue is the color of news mm. that's why sky news for instance has red and blue all over their graphics so there you that go. Was the idea. fun
3: fact for you matt emails in to say uh you asked on the smackdown review how i heard about you guys i basically listened to a lot of wrestling songs like wrestler theme tunes and it suggested other things i could listen to and it suggested wrestle talks i'm going to guess this is on spotify
2: oh but not oh i thought like maybe it was Listening to them on YouTube and they said, oh, oh maybe, Jack's yeah. cover. It could be on
3: YouTube. You're right. Uh, best decision I ever made. How else can I listen to your content? What YouTube stuff do you do? Also, I may become Whoa. a regular email.
2: What's a cool nickname you could give me? Wow, that's weird for someone to only come to us through podcast. I like it. And be unaware of the YouTube phenomena. I love it. I love the fact that we get people through podcasts. This is my baby. What other stuff do we do? Yeah. Like, look. The- I'm not a Google machine. (laughs) Type us into Google. We do YouTube videos. And a website. Daily YouTube. Yes, and a website. And a Patreon. And a magazine. And a magazine that's going to go monthly in the shops. Yes. In all of the UK. What a crazy thing that is. What do you think about that? We haven't had a chance to speak about it. Oh, uh, what, the magazine? Oh, yes, what with the yeah. FSM
3: thing? Yeah, yeah, it's really, really crazy. Like, that, I wasn't, wasn't aware of these conversations, so mm. this was
2: very big news to me. It's going to be in shops, mate. It's going to be in supermarkets. Oh, I cannot wait to go to a train station. Yes. Go into a big WH Smith. Oh, yes. I'm thinking you, London Victoria. Uh-huh. And I'm going to see the Talk magazine IRL in the sports section.
3: I cannot wait until I am driving up to my mum's house and I drop off at a service station on the M5 Mm. and I go into the big WH Smith that they've got there and um, have a little peruse around. My wife can go off and grab a coffee and I'll be like, I'll just actually push her out of the way and then I push everyone else out of the way so I can get to the magazines and just have a look at it. Flick through it, even though I'll have already seen it and possibly contributed to it. But yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. Um, Let's... Uh, have So, Adam, um, this Jaron, our man on the ground uh, out in Toronto, emailed in for after Smackdown, and he just said tonight was weird. First off, my seat was so uncomfortable. The way my chair was angled, my knee was forced constantly to be in contact with the cup holder that stuck out of the seat in front of me. It oh. hurt so bad, it left so many bruises on me. I couldn't stay for 205 Live.
2: Whoa. Yeah. Anyway, what was the cup holder doing? That's what I want to know. Digging you in the leg. <laughs>
3: Uh, anyway the entire left side of the arena was tarped off the promos where people would look towards the hard cam was funny because they were literally looking at no one
2: <laughs> that's so weird but they're looking at the millions and millions of fans at home
3: yeah after the main show I was as I waited for my uber some random guy pushed a wheelchair uh, pushing a wheelchair walked up to me and pointed at my iconics t-shirt he stared at me with his big eyes and said why are you wearing an Iconics t-shirt they left the hotel around 3 a.m last night so apparently the iconics left after raw they didn't even stick around for smackdown oh wow yeah
2: that guy knows what's up. In the Uber on the way back to my You're hotel. You not creeped out by how that guy knows so much about the Iconix travel arrangements? I feel that. I think there are a lot of
3: WWE fans know more than they probably should Mm. because there are those people that just camp outside of hotels and wait for people to come out and...
2: Super fans.
3: Yeah, (laughs) I was going to say, super super, super stalkers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, In the Uber, on the way back to my hotel, my driver was talking to me about all the wrestlers he used to watch on TV. He couldn't remember any of their names, so he would describe them, and I had to guess who he was talking about. Well, that's a fun game. These are all the wrestlers he mentioned. I swear on my life, see if you can guess the names and the weird pattern his favourite wrestlers share with each other. The Samoan who, sl- uh, who splashed people off the top uh, top row back in the day.
2: Jimmy Superfly Snooker.
3: Yes. Uh, the big one that stabbed people in the neck with his thumb. Umaga. Yes. The Mexican who cheated and was proud of it. Alberto Del Rio. Eddie Guerrero. Oh, of course. Although what am I talking about? American. Um, and uh, the dude from Montreal who won the Rumble a decade ago.
2: Ooh. The dude from Montreal. Is that Edge?
3: It's the only Canadian I could think that's won the Royal 2008. Rumble. Yeah, that would be Edge, right? Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Um, and Roman Reigns That's the nice. last one. Um, so, yeah, so I guess the theme there is they're all, uh, well, Samoan. Yeah. And, and not American.
2: Samoan. And, well, Eddie was born in California. El Paso, yeah. Texas. Oh, El Paso, Texas, yeah.
3: Yeah. Right, well, let's crack on into the show because, hey, boys and girls, the King of the Ring starts next week. starts on Monday. So let's... Put our money on the table now. Who should win King of the Ring? Here is the show. Should we talk about King of the Ring?
2: Yes. Yeah. It's- That's the point. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. It's the yeah. I know. Yeah.
3: But I-, I wanted to say that you and I are probably giving this way more thought than
2: WWE have and are currently. I'm optimistic. Look, if you look at the last month of WWE TV, they have been very measured. They've even taken this storyline of Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns that they could have hot shotted into the space of nine days and said, you know what? I know we've got SummerSlam on Sunday, but we're going to let this storyline breathe. They're letting matches breathe. Everything feels a bit more significant at the moment. Paul Heyman reportedly has the book, and easily most importantly... All Elite Wrestling is on the horizon as a weekly TV product. And WWE must know that to stand a fighting chance, you can't just get good when AEW launches. You've got to get good now, and then you've got a running start, and you can keep those viewers as opposed to pushing them away as soon as AEW debuts. And none of that is wrong.
3: Counterpoint. This... King of the Ring announcement was dropped in on commentary and then they played the video package later. The video package is just there to tell you this tournament is important without giving you a real reason as to why it's important. Also, it's barely established who's in the tournament and you and I were just checking the website then to see what matches have they got announced, what matches can we expect. There's no matches, which makes me think they haven't decided yet and they won't announce them just now
2: because they'll likely change come Monday and Tuesday anyway. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt, Luke. What are we always saying? Don't announce stuff on Stop social media. Oh, yeah, sorry, well, yeah, yeah, but yeah. that's that's a that whole HR thing. So, I'm not yeah. really sure I can't do it, so I'm going to keep doing it until I'm told sorry, otherwise. Yeah, yeah. We don't know that... Oh, you've thrown me up there. What was I saying? <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> that's all I can think about now. Um, given the benefit of the doubt, they could be... Again, it's
3: just well, penis. Okay, I'm going to say... I'm gonna say I'm going to defend the tournament right here. I think this could be an, a series of excellent matches because, by all accounts, the Wrestling Observer is saying that the finals of the tournament is going to take pay, uh, take place at Clash of Champions. So that means we've got what three, four weeks worth of yeah a whole pay per view cycle. So that's a whole pay per view cycle to do these matches, and there's sixteen people in the tournament right so that's that's quite a handful of matches so we've got some quarters we've got some semis then we get to the final and that means that we could actually have like a series of really good matches on raw and smackdown and then a really good match at the end of it and in the end outcome could be hey this guy is now a star and that i am all for and that i'm giving a thumbs up Perhaps I am just like, I've been burned too many times by this company. I do want to be optimistic. I do want to be positive about this. But the way that it's been presented over the last seven days does make me think, they probably don't care about this, but at least I will get decent
2: matches out of it. They might have rushed the announcement, but maybe on on Raw, they'll do a full bracketology thing. Here's the people on this side. Here's the people on that side. We were looking that you've got eight wrestlers from Raw Mm -hmm. and eight wrestlers from SmackDown. Usually I would say that would dictate two separate sides to the tournament. A block A, block B. Yeah, and then you'd have all the SmackDown matches on SmackDown and likewise on Raw. But the wild card thing doesn't seem to be in effect. On the Raw preview page on WWE.com, it does have everyone listed. So I'm just looking at how they'd structure this. The first round of uh, eight matches, because 16 participants, yep. eight matches, you could have two on Raw, two on SmackDown, following week, two on Raw, two on SmackDown. Absolutely. I think that's, that's your first week? I think I, And if it was me, that's how I would do it. And then you've got four quarterfinals. That's right. Yep. Yeah. And you have those the following week on Raw and SmackDown. Mm-hmm. And then you have the semis, one on Raw, one on SmackDown, pay-per-view final that week. That is exactly how I would have structured yeah. it. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm hoping that that's, that seems to be the way, looking at what, time they've got left before the pay-per-view that's how they'll do it
3: and you know perhaps i'm just coming off as a negative nancy and like that's not my intention i don't want to come across as a negative nancy i've just i've it's the way that the company's presented yeah. it, it makes me think that it's not gonna well not it's not gonna be that great because i know the matches are gonna be good and we'll have a winner coming out of it and that's always a good thing all's i'm asking i've got one request from this even if the matches go two minutes even if they just completely blow their load and do all of the eight round matches or the first round matches on Raw <laughs> and they're like 90 second matches, even yeah. if that's the case, and that's like, oh God, that's the worst thing possible. For me, it's not. The worst thing possible is saddling someone with a king gimmick. Oh, yes. That is what I do not want. No. I don't want to have. Particularly if it's a heel, them coming out with the big, se- like you know, the the cape and the crown and the scepter, and you know, oh, I'm King Baron Corbin, I'm Bardy Bardy Bar. It's like no, because that's never worked for anyone. It's when Austin won King of the Ring, he wasn't coming out with the crown and everything. No, he just carried on being himself. It doesn't get people over.
2: No. Ask Wade Barrett. Yeah, he just became a comic book villain. Seamus. Sheamus. The only guy who's really done it, I suppose, is King Booker. But that was sort of a comedy act.
3: He totally leant into it. It yeah. was like,
2: I'm now going to speak with a ludicrous accent. I'm going to have
3: this ridiculous introduction. And as I was saying to, I think I was saying to Pete, it might have been Simon, we were talking about this in the NXT review, that I, for my money, it's, it's the worst Booker T
2: we had. Mm. So yeah. even though
3: it was good, it was the worst version of Booker T possible.
2: I was, uh, when you were saying the worst thing that they can do with the King of the Ring tournament, I thought you were going to say that you want something to be at stake because I think we're both in agreement oh, yeah, yeah. that a universal title shot should be what the winner gets. You know what? Maybe even that same night. That'll oh, be fun, well, I got the it? Clash of Champions. But yeah. then I spe- it looks like you've already got Braun and Seth set up for that. Yeah, and uh, Randy and Kofi. Yeah, so, so the winner could go on to uh, Hell in a Cell, which is the next one. Yeah. Which is actually a nicer... Oh, which I'd be totally up for, yeah. I well, hate even Survivor Series. You get to challenge the opposite brand's champion. Maybe that's what King of the Rings is all about. I also hope that this time... Because WWE, the last month of television, SummerSlam, this has been so good. And I'm so happy because I want to like wrestling. Oh, yeah. And WWE is the biggest game in town. And they've been awful, quite frankly. Their base level is awful For five years. And I think, I feel like you and I are in the minority at the moment of
3: saying this last month has been great and SummerSlam was great. I was telling the Observer feedback is mostly negative. Yeah, yeah. Not just from Meltzer, but from the people who were, you know, Observer subscribers. It got mostly thumbs in the middle, if I I recall correctly. Where for me, I thought, that was a great show. Yeah, really
2: fun. It was just, I guess if you're watching the G1 and other stuff at the same time. Although we did watch TakeOver. Yeah, and I thought Summerslam was better than Takeover. Uh, but I, I hope that they can remake King of the Ring for a new age because it's had a long long break, as in the same way that John Cena revamped the United States title mm-hmm. in those open challenges, oh, yeah, yeah. and now all of a sudden King of the Ring becomes WWE's G One Light, where you know every year King of the Ring spans through the summer. We're gonna have great matches on TV, and it creates this. Star at the end of it who gets a universal title shot at the next pay per view. And I love that. Benefit <laughs> of the doubt. <laughs> yeah, that's,
3: and I do feel like we are coming at this from a. I'm just going to give them the benefit of the doubt because your positivity and optimism is making me believe.
2: They earned it the last month.
3: Uh, yeah, I'd say that's actually a fair comment. Yeah, I think that's a fair, a fair thing to
2: say. Mm. Yeah. So let's go through who. Is actually in the tournament on Raw. We've got the Miz. Actually, should we let's give our thoughts on each person? That's what I thought we were going to do <coughs> when we, were as running we through. go through. Yeah. So the Miz, I've written down here. He's just a warm body. Completely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as a, like, I don't want to beat a uh, dead horse,
3: but um, this this t- company has done a, a terrible job of telling us who's in this tournament anyway. Unless you went onto the website to see, because the video package is them in like. You know Millisecond flashes So I mean When I first watched The advert I had to rewind it A couple of times And pause it So I could see Who was in the tournament And write it down For me that's not a great way To get over the talent That's in the thing Because that for me Is like It's You're not coming to see the stars You're coming to see WWE You're not being in the tournament Because you're a star You're in the tournament For the King of the Ring
2: Look Again, to give them the benefit of the doubt, this was the first announcement of a format that's not been used for over five years. You see, they're, they've got five years to plan. They're getting over the tournament itself. They're reintroducing the tournament. Look at all these illustrious... Wait, they're they're reintroducing... They're, they're sort of... Yeah, they're saying, look at all these illustrious names from the past. This tournament means something. Next week, which is Monday coming, that's when you say, here are the people in it, do profiles on them. They also I'm not against the way they announced it. Like they also
3: were. have five hours of original content to create. Like are you telling me there's not enough time to have a second video package that is just like and here are the sixteen guys that are gonna be in it with a one line promo from each of them saying why they're going to win. You could do that this week. But the start's this week. Yeah. So you would wanna like get them hyped up a week ahead of time, rather than it just being like, because I think the reason why you and I are excited is because we grew up with King of the Ring, so we mm. know what it is. You're talking about we're doing this King of the Ring for a new generation. Why is this, Why is Jimmy C going give to give an F? Jimmy C F because, because Bret Hart
2: won it because Stone what, Cold won it they did know
3: Bret Hart is yeah
2: they did he I was on
3: SummerSlam do you not remember these emails that we got from Raw Reunion being like I started watching wrestling five years ago why do I care what Stone Cold Steve Austin has to say
2: but they lit yeah they just had Raw Reunion there's, there's an element of history anyway <laughs> let's move on yeah but anyway for me the Miz is not gonna win the is Miz what is, we're trying to the say the point I was gonna make was the Miz is not gonna win I forgot he was in the tournament yeah uh, we've got Ricochet also from the Raw side. I think he could go very, very far in this. <gasps> yeah, totally. Maybe to he the final. gets attacked. I think, I think he's going to go to the final. He's a, reportedly a Paul Heyman project. That's so what I'm thinking, yeah. This could all be designed to push him even further. One of Ricochet's old gimmicks was King Ricochet. Exactly. So it really does fit there. Uh, I think at least once he will interact with Cesaro in this tournament mm-hmm. because they've got previous... Yep. It'd be nice to see another match... We know they can have a great match if given time, so this could be a big pay-per-view caliber one.
3: Uh, We've got Cedric Alexander, who is getting quite a push on Raw as of late. You know, he just got that big win over... Oh, no, sorry, he lost to uh, Drew McIntyre. The reason I was about to say he won there is because he came out looking like a star at the end Mm -hmm. of it. I just thought he won. So he's on a big upswing at the moment. Samoa Joe's on a bit of an upswing at the moment, really, getting in sort of involved with his feud with Roman Reigns although it wasn't it was sort of dropped as of this week but
2: maybe Andrade is also on an upswing two victories over Rey Mysterio
3: absolutely yeah him and Drew McIntyre obviously big Drew's been pushed I mean I was about to say he's been having a push since he came into the main roster but it has been a very stop-start push I think the reason Mm. why he's getting a push at the moment is because he hasn't got anyone around him
2: yeah well I so I, I think Cedric Alexander might have a sort of Drew rematch in there. It, it makes sense for them yeah. to meet in the semis or something. Or uh, do
3: you build the tournament around Cedric-Drew and have that as the final? And that's when you get Cedric gets his
2: big win. Maybe. I don't think... Of, I love Cedric, but of all the guys on here who could do with winning this, I don't think it's him. Mm-hmm. So maybe another year, but not this year. Uh, because I think one of the main stories of this tournament is to get Samoa Joe over as a babyface. Like, each week he's a bit more babyface-like.
3: Yeah, more forgiving of the Mm. fans.
2: Yeah. And he gets over through his wrestling. Well, he's already over, but he gets over as a good guy through his wrestling. Baron Corbin? I mean, look, he he could go out in the first round, or he could be into the final and win it. That's the dark timeline winner. But is it is Baron.
3: but you you're absolutely right. It almost is that binary choice really, isn't it? It's like he either goes round goes out the first round looking like a chump, or he wins it. Because him getting to the semis does nothing for anyone. It certainly does nothing for him character-wise. But him going out in the first round, like if he gets rolled up, that's some character stuff for him. And if he wins, it's even more character stuff for him, because he can just add it to his long list of accolades that he was getting heat for in his entrance. So, yeah, I think he's either got to go out first round or win the whole thing.
2: I think he is a perfect person to be beaten very quickly by a Cedric Alexander a Buddy Murphy and Apollo Crews gnarly. Yeah, Yeah. Like one of those former 205 Live guys gets a shock roll-up win really early on and Baron can get, get his comeuppance upon finally coming back. More comeuppance. I've also got down... I think Drew's going to be the winner.
3: Oh, yeah, you think it's going to be King Drew?
2: <laughs> yeah, I think Drew... And then he can have that will set him up for a title feud with Seth. Mm-hmm. I think that's a pretty good program. Yeah, I think that's good.
3: Sami Zayn, he's most likely going to be out early, I reckon.
2: Yeah, I because he's not really got much momentum. He's a great performer, but character-wise, he's stagnated as Vince McMahon's mouthpiece. <laughs> you fans are
3: awful. Yeah. I don't like any of you. Um, I can see Cesaro doing well. Again, Paul Heyman guy, bit of a mm. Paul Heyman project. I could see him. Particularly, he might end up being like the workhorse of the, of the tournament as well. Yeah.
2: Yeah, he can have great matches with anyone. Yep. On the SmackDown Live side of things, Kevin Owens is in the tournament. I think he goes out pretty early because Shane McMahon screws him.
3: Or Shane just takes him out of the tournament And entirely. replaces him with...
2: With Elias. Well, Elias is already in it. Oh. <laughs> Both Elias. Okay, yeah. Maybe Elias gets eliminated really quickly and an Ali. Quick roll up mm. and then Shane re enters mm. Elias.
3: Oh, the big boss man. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. The big boss man, Deadly King games. of
2: the Ring 90 outs. Yeah. Deadly games. So, yeah, Kevin Owens out early, we predict.
3: Ali. Ali, I can. It's about to say I could see him going far, but after those, he had weeks of promos, then he started a feud with Shinsuke Nakamura and then lost to Dolph Ziggler, and it just felt like, yeah.
2: Ah. So, what was all of that about, all that about then? I think Clash of Champions, the next pay-per-view, whole deal is champions, all titles are defended, so maybe Ali's route is actually to face Nakamura. Nakamura takes Ali out in the tournament here to set that up. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, uh, that's what I can see. Yeah, I could see that, yep. Apollo Cruz hasn't really got anything to do. He's first round. Yeah, yeah our sort first of a round. warm body again. Yep. Now, Chad Gable is an interesting one, because I would have said exactly the same. He's just a warm body to be taken out really quickly. But he did set up a feud with Elias the other week. And before then, they were weirdly doing stuff with him when he was taking notes on on Apollo Crews segments. Of all the segments, yeah. I know, yeah. That's the guy I'm going to latch my stardom to. And also, WWE have reportedly copyrighted the name... Shorty G. Shorty G. Yeah, so this obviously stems from the
3: Elias <coughs> promo where he said you've got to be this tall. And I was like, you're the same height. And um apparently there was also a WW.com uh something or other where Chad Gable approached Shelton Benjamin while he was doing his weird eye uh gimmick thing and Shelton called him Shorty and then walked away. So <laughs> yeah, and PW Insider were the ones to report that the name Shorty G has been trademarked and it likely
2: could go to Chad Gable as a new gimmick. And if they're putting that much thought into it, I mean, Shorty G isn't the worst name. No. It's, it's not, not the worst. I wouldn't have done it. No, But it's like, it's like Viking Raiders. Yeah. I wouldn't have called them that or the Viking experience. But as we said at the time, you just get used to it. Yeah, and Chad Gable's one of those people who's so talented and got so much charisma they could hopefully make it work. Just think though, if you're changing
3: that name you've got to change the gimmick, right? Because you can't be Shorty G but have his sort of like I'm an Olympian gimmick.
2: Well he's, I mean what is his character at the moment? He's I cut mean, his hair, hes he is very different, he was taking notes the other week. That's what I
3: think he's, he's a student of the game. You yeah. know? He's
2: an Olympian, he's, he's this, that
3: and the other. Do you then mm. want to call him Shorty G? Because that to me sounds like you know, what? Uh, Grandmaster Sexy. Grandmaster yeah. Sexy. It sounds like what was um, a B squared, Bob Buchanan's gimmick when mm-hmm. he was John Cena's second. I think it was with John Cena, or maybe it was a Sky Too High. Either
2: way, it was just one of those things where you're like, you're now a rapper. It was bad, whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, I'm hoping that Shorty G isn't a rapper. I'm just, it's a, just a fun nickname. <laughs> but uh, I, I could see Chad and Elias facing off. Yeah, in the first round or second round, and hopefully Chad beats him. That, then you got it, and, and then, you and then Elias. Elias comes in and yeah. runs in, and that, that's a separate feud. And
3: that's when you have Elias eliminated first round, gets put in place of Kevin Owens, and then he advances into the yeah. uh, the, the second round.
2: Yeah. Andrade, I Gotta could see, well. I could see winning. He's my second pick after Drew. Mm-hmm. I'd say,
3: yeah, I could see him doing very well in this because the reports are at the moment that he is pegged for a push. I'll believe it when I see it. We've been, we've been hearing that story now for two years. So I'd like to think this will be the start of it. Mm-hmm. And as well because of the feud with Rey. Yeah. King in Spanish, as we discovered on Monday's Raw Ramble, is Rey. You know, Spanish for King is Rey. So if he starts calling himself Rey Andrade. Andrare. Andrare, exactly. Um, maybe that's the direction to get him even more heel heat to eventually have that Dominic Appearance because the word is last I I was reading this morning they are interested in bringing Dominic in to replace Ray but it probably won't be until 2020.
0: Oh
2: okay, I've never seen him work. I well, I mean, I think and those are some. That's a pretty lofty mask to take on. Yeah, you've. I mean, otherwise you end up with David Flair syndrome. Yeah, Ray Mysterio (laughs) Junior. (laughs) Junior. We've also got Buddy Murphy who is actually. I, there's a lot of people I'm excited about, but I, I feel most excited about Murphy yeah. in this tournament. I don't think he's going to win because I think this whole Brian Roman storyline is going to affect him in some way. He's taken out by Rowan mid-match or something.
3: Did you hear the story
2: as to why Buddy
3: is involved in this feud? Tell me. It's an accident. He wasn't meant to be there when they did the Roman angle in shot. In shot. Wow! And it was only until social media blew up that they were like, "Oh, well, I guess we've got to put Buddy in this now." Yeah, apparently it's all—it's an all—it's a big accident.
2: Well, you know, credit to WWE—they they turned that they into something. They saw something
3: that was hot and was like, "Now let's do this." Like we're going in a a hot direction. I said in my news today, if if. WWE was smart. They would book Matt Riddle versus Goldberg. Mm. They would see the traction that it's getting on social media, and they would build a feud out
2: of it. Well, I think they will. Yeah, I think, I think Survivor Series, yeah. WrestleMania, Royal Rumble. We'll see that. We'll see that within a year. I reckon so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then finally, Shelton Benjamin. He'll put on a good match and uh, be out first round. I think. I could see Buddy taking him out first round. Yeah? Yeah. 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 Well, overall, who's your winner?
3: I said Drew. You got a Drew. I'm going to go Ricochet. I think they could try and elevate Ricochet mm. out of that US title picture into a Universal title program. Oh. And the end segment of Raw this week was him in the ring with Braun and Rollins. So... You know that is sort of setting him in that, that sort
2: rub. of getting that rub there, mate. And like if you were with me with HR getting involved, if there was a universal title shot at stake, a Rollins versus Ricochet match, yeah, hey, and that'll I mean, make me like Rollins. I was
3: gonna say, and they want people to like Rollins. What better way to do that than with Ricochet?
2: Who do you think will win King of the Ring? Let us know in the comments below.
0: Uh, dig, dig, diggity, dig, diggity, dog.
3: If you want to submit a question to the mailbag, all you've got to do is become one of our awesome pledge hammers on Patreon and pledge at any dollar amount and leave your comments in the community section with the little note that says mailbag, don't email me, don't send it on Patreon as a message, just leave it in the community tab, that's where we collate all of our mailbag questions. Apologies that we haven't got to everyone's thus far, obviously we didn't do a Saturday show last week and we've just had. We're, under a, we're in a, um, I'm going to say, quote-unquote, situation where we're so unfortunate to have so many people yes. who are backing us on Patreon who want to get in touch with us.
2: Yeah, and of course, there's crap gimmicks as well, which don't worry, we haven't dropped. No, we haven't But we've dropped. got so many Patreon questions. That it's, a, it's a similar thing with the Super Chats on the Ramble, Raw, and SmackDown episodes. There's so many of them we need to start curating this. We're yes. trying to figure out the best way to do that though, the most fair way. But and for now, yeah. we're still... And I have
3: curated some of these because some of them were left before SummerSlam that were asking questions about <laughs> SummerSlam or questions about the G1. So if you do think that I missed off your question and you th- you still think it's relevant, uh, leave it again and you know hopefully we can get to it. But this one comes in from the dizziest bloke going today who says, Despite what people say about Bischoff and Russo's tenure in WCW together, just been watching the first episode they worked on creating the storyline between The Millionaire's Club and The New Blood and think it's a cracking story. My question to you is, why do you think they ended up failing together? How could the storyline have been more of a success? For one episode, I actually really enjoyed it. If you get the chance sit down and watch it, you should.
2: Well, usually Russo's problem isn't those impactful moments. It's the follow-up week to week. Yeah. Um, yeah, cuz that first and that like that sort of real end run where they brought Russo back as a as a desperate measure in WCW That was actually quite a good run near the end. The the last six months of WCW Nitro before they were bought out by WWE was the best stuff they'd done in years. Certainly the last three months, yeah. Yeah.
3: Uh, From 2001, like from like sort of January 2001 up until they were bought in March, yeah, they had a Mm. really, really strong run towards the end. My thinking as to why the storyline didn't work is that it was backwards. It's because the Millionaires Club were all of these top old stars who had been on top for. You know two decades at this point and fans were sick of them and there were the young bucks you know this young blood of talent who wanted to be on top and wanted to get their shots however that young blood of talent were the heels and the old stars who everyone was sick of seeing were the baby faces yeah. defending their honor it was like no we-, we want to support these guys
2: so it just felt like it was such a w it was the only wcw could have booked it that way yeah to see it done properly main event mafia in TNA yeah that's you know old legend guy's Creating a, a chokehold over the main event scene. Yeah. I, I love that faction. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Robert Ray says, Hey, so Calval and the Lat. I
3: had an idea where I could give a few wrestling facts for every mailbag, so let me know if you like this idea. Fact one Do you know that the Street Profits theme was originally used for Team Bad? Mm-hmm. Sasha Banks' name in Um There's a slight difference to the lyric, but everything else is the same. And fact two Did you know that Cody Rhodes is the only wrestler in WWE to win a title by beating himself at Night of Champions 2008? He won the tag titles when he turned on Hardcore Holly to team with Ted D. DiBiase Jr. I do remember that one. Mm. So, Ted DiBiase Jr. said, I'm going to have a mystery partner and Cody and Ah, Holly were the tag champs and Cody revealed himself to be the partner and then beat Hardcore Holly to Swerve. so they won the belts. Yeah, cool. And that was almost the start of Legacy. What about it? I do was. like these facts. Yeah. Sean Dunn says, Do you think that Daniel Bryan will ever do American Dragon in WWE? Shave the beard, cut his hair, maybe even go Bryan Danielson. Big thank you to the Rustalk Screen Stalker Screen Grapple team but, uh, for the hard work they do. Also, big thank you to Ollie Davis, as it looks like you've been working very mm-hmm. hard lately on a lot of projects. You
2: guys have been really helpful to my mental health. Lovely time with the boys. Lovely time with the boys. Uh, yeah, I. I mean I think we'll never see full Brian Danielson in WWE because that Brian Danielson is cracking Nigel McGuinness's head against the ring post and yeah. being very very violent. But I think we've seen the the maximum level of that from him in WWE. He's got a real good vicious heel streak and in his early run he did have that shaved head for a bit.
3: Yeah, I oh, to be honest, I thought they were going to do it when he turned heel. Mm. And he kept saying I'm going to unveil the new yeah, Daniel yeah, yeah. Brian uh, Daniel Bryan, I thought they were gonna do American Dragon. Um, Tim, Tom Shucksmith, I do apologize, says, Hi all at WrestleTalk. Uh, first of all, before my mailbag question, just want to say it's great to see how successful you have become. From being a supporter uh, from before, Luke, Laurie, Pete, and of course, Randy Andy Datson come on the scene. It's incredible to see how far Ali has taken WrestleTalk, and I'm loving it now more than ever with the addition of ScreenStalker.
2: Go and check out ScreenStalker, folks.
3: My question is: Will you guys uh, be doing meetups, shows in the north, so us Northerners can get a chance to meet you and enjoy the show live? Understandingly, South shows are easier for you as it's convenient. But just wanted to do this mailbag question to let you know: I'm certain it would be just as successful as the South shows if you ever decided to do one. Keep up the good work and do another <laughs> overcooked video already. It's a great show; we should do more overcooked, overcooked stuff.
2: Overcooked was really fun. We're, we're working out how to structure the Let's Play videos in Screen Stalker, but to this day, it's the best video this company's ever made. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Your Mario Maker stuff is. <laughs> Getting pretty fun. Uh, watch this space, Tom, because we literally today, yeah, yeah. an hour before the recording, one of the promotions that Wrestle Talk has sort of started sponsoring is, is the terrific Wrestlegate, really good. in Nottingham, and. We, we might be at the next show. We're talking about it at the moment. Yep. We haven't confirmed anything yet. Nope. But watch this space. Watch this
3: space. Kieran Smith says, Hey, Luke, Ollie, and the crew. Hope your day is going well. I had the pleasure of meeting you fine folk last year when I met Ollie at the Milton Keynes New Japan show and Luke outside of a Rev Pro uprising. It's awesome to still be listening. One of my major issues with WWE recently is no debut feels special. This is obviously before The Fiend. I was going to say... <laughs> yeah. Everyone seems to debut via video package and do nothing in the mid card for about a year. When was our truly last great surprise debut when NXT talent gets injected straight into the USIC main title scene? And would you like to see more surprise NXT debuts
2: where they were pushed from day one? The trick is, folks, don't go to NXT. Ronda Rousey, AJ Styles. Yep. If WWE pay enough money for you, they'll likely use you better. That's it, yeah. It's and all Ronda Rousey. Ra- yeah, Ronda Rousey. <laughs> The, the, one of the biggest debuts the company's ever done with the biggest push off the back of it AJ had a great debut at the Royal Rumble but then he sort of faltered for he a few months with little, Jericho yeah that was still good stuff it wasn't wasn't until he, he hadn't turned found heel his feet and yeah went when with
3: Roman, he, when he turned heel,
2: Roman yeah. Um, yeah I mean for me the the
3: NXT call up the last NXT call up that had like a big sort of straight push into a big title scene was Balor because mm. he was brought up and was straight oh, yeah. and he when he was brought up for the draft he was sort of singled out as like I think he was like top four or five picks for the, the initial draft and like that, they were like you are going to be a star you're going to be going for the Universal Championship against Seth I'd and also which he won
2: oh, sorry you, no no I was finished he won I'd um. also say if Lars Sullivan's original plans went well yeah, against Cena. that would have been big as well and yeah, the, you know they build him up with video packages over time yeah
3: Uh, Dylan Terrell Reeves says, Hey lads, I showed my girlfriend Shawn Michaels vs Ric Flair at Mania 24 a few weeks ago and she started laughing at the end of the match. When I asked her what was so funny, she said, Dylan, he's about 60. Shawn should be embarrassed he let him get so much offense in. Are there any iconic wrestling moments that your lady partners found amusing or didn't understand?
2: Oh, I mean, we'll be here for a long time. (laughs) Uh, My lady partner often walks in on me watching... Attitude Era pay-per-views for Wrestle Ramble Extra that we have to review. Miss Bikini Contest, yeah. the, the Rumble
3: Bikini Contest.
2: It, and it's just, she'll be like, this is awful. How did this ever get on telly? And I'll be like, hey, it was four years ago. <laughs> four years ago? Some, some of them. <laughs> oh, Christ. <laughs> um,
3: yeah, um, we told the story recently, but I showed, because uh, my wife wanted to see the Fiend's entrance, mm. but we had hyped it up so much that, it didn't quite deliver on the same level that she thought it was going to be uh, as cool. And she actually said, the production of WWE is awful. I find it unwatchable. Um, she thought about the severed head. She was like, when you see it from afar, it's really awesome. But then they went really close up, and that showed just how fake it was.
2: Which well, I, di- I know I, it's fake. I
3: disagreed. Yeah. Because I was like, how dare you badmouth the name of Tom Savini? It's Get quite... out of this
2: house. Yeah, I'm not going ga- to, oh, wow, it is a real severed head. <laughs> like, I know it's a fake head. Yeah. And looking at it up close with the stitched eyes, I think gives it it's cooler. I agree. I agree. I think she's wrong. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, Ryan B. Bad says, Chop of the morning to you, good brothers. If you were a Ghostbuster, who would you be? Well, I mean, uh, this might be an easy one because you had a Ghostbuster on your um, wedding flower wasn't from Ernie. I think you might have been Ernie. I think you yeah, were, were Winston's. I, I think you got Winston's. Uh, yeah, because yeah, I had Venkman, I think. Although, really, I'd would be Stans.
2: I'm a Venkman. Yeah, you are a Venkman. I feel I like I'm more of Venkman. a Ray. <laughs> Because uh, I don't know if people kn- For your wedding, yes. where I was an usher, we all got little Lego minifigs of Ghostbusters characters. Yes,
3: yeah, so we put our, our, the flowers that went into our lapel, mm. um, which I'd bought and then turned out they were knockoff versions. Still got mine. I know, I've still got mine. It's on my desk. Very nice, mate. Uh, Gigi Baxter says, Ollie often talks about how he dislikes champions getting pinned to set up a title shot, and although I agree, I was wondering what his opinion on champions submitting to set up title shots. It's something I've always enjoyed more, as any competitor high on the food chain would naturally avoid injury in a standard match, where up-and-coming wrestlers would try and avoid losing at any cost.
2: Huh? No, I'm not a fan of I I know know what you're trying to say In that you're a champion You want to protect your overall health So if you are in a submission Just tap Because it's a non-title match Mm. I get that But I'm not a fan of it Just because I think the best way To get those big money Title pay-per-view matches Is by having your champion unbeaten
3: Yeah I agree. Cedric uh, Jones says, uh, with the ongoing trial of WWE talent being gradually funneled into NXT, it got me wondering about something. In the coming months, NXT will be a TV program and supposedly two hours long. What if a portion of the current WWE roster was placed back on the brand? It would give what's clearly showing as positive, soft recent uh, reset to wrestlers who they don't showcase, while helping fill out the
2: program. They'll have to extend. Much appreciation to all the talk. Totally. Well, you don't need to do it for the main roster. Just absorb two oh five live into NXT completely. Yeah. yeah, just drop that show, mate. It's, yeah. it's doing nothing for you. No um, one, no one will, no one will, like be upset. I was going to say, no one's going to
3: go to the next SmackDown TV and be like what? Where's two oh five live?
2: Yeah, you can't really have a cruiserweight division in NXT though, because they're all midgets. But <laughs> but given um, like how Jeremy Borash and Abyss are all reportedly down there, yeah. Sanjay Dutt, I believe, have a form of the X division.
3: Yeah. There was a, Simon made the uh, point on the NXT Bramble we did the other day, so, um, Jordan Miles won the breakout um, tournament thing mm. that they were doing, and they said, yeah, the only reason they, they're pushing, well, like they're the pushing him with the sense of, he's very athletic, but was like, but that doesn't make you stand out in NXT, because everyone's athletic mm. in NXT, your gimmick can't be, I have good matches, Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we all have good matches. Jonathan Edmund says, Let's pretend Shawn Michaels didn't leave after WrestleMania 14. Do you think Shawn's reputation at the time of not wanting to put people over, do you think guys like The Rock, Mick Foley, and even Triple H would have gotten their chance to be a tippity-top guy? And what do you think the Attitude Era would have looked like with Shawn Michaels at the top?
2: That is interesting.
3: Triple H would have still got the push. Oh, yeah, yeah. I Definitely. mean, he was always... Like, he was pegged for a push since 1996. Mm-hmm.
2: Like, let's be honest. He was always going to get that push. And he was in Vince's era as well. Yeah. as the whole yeah, well, he created the, the Attitude era. era. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, and the whole DX thing. I mean, probably the whole attitude era would have been this Shawn Michaels, Triple H, warring, and then they're friends again, and yeah. then it's a feud.
3: It's the storyline we got in 2002, which I think ended in 2015, <laughs> I think, by the end of it, by the time yeah. they stopped doing those matches. <laughs> so it would have just been that, but earlier. Or I would say, I reckon Shawn would have gone to WCW. He wanted to go. He Ooh. wanted to go and hang out with Nash and Hall. He probably would have just gone. Yeah. Because really, like, he was still in that dick period of Shaw Michaels. And it was only that injury that sort of made him change some of his ways and find God. Which is, you know, so if you've you got to take him in that period, he just wanted to hang out with, with Nash and, uh, and Hall. Uh, Callum says Do you think WWE will do something to change uh, Into a proper brand split in October When Smackdown moves to Fox Considering that Heyman is in charge of Raw And Bischoff is in charge of Smackdown Thank you for being great on YouTube You make my day better
2: Thanks Callum Thanks mate That's the report I believe They're going to slowly do away with the wildcard thing As we approach all October And uh, yeah have two more distinct rosters But the report is still that Bischoff is not in charge of Smackdown
3: It's it's just a, a title It's a job in title only Uh, Rex Joseph Calmarin says, Hi guys, this is my first mailbag. I discovered your channel when I was looking for raw reviews and I became a fan instantly. Well, it really helped when my first video was the trustworthy El Fakidor and the kidnapped Luke saga. After that, I've been watching all of your content ever since. Like many, I listen to your podcast as a source of entertainment and stress relief. You ha- uh, you guys help support me during my hardest days of life. Hence, I like to support WrestleTalk by becoming a pledgehammer. Anyway, my question is, Will WWE let Renee Young be a play-by-play commentator and be the next voice of WWE? If yes, when will they do it? For me, even with the harshest comments she receives, I can tell that she has potential to be a great and iconic commentator. Thank you for all... We- uh, so much for bringing joy into my life in the world of pro wrestling and YouTube. P.S. Yes, I'm overseas nurse from the Philippines working at Cambridge, and I hope to meet oh, you wow. guys someday. Keep up the good work.
2: Yeah, well, go to Royal Quest. Mm. We'll be there on August 31st. I I don't think she'll ever be a play-by-play commentator, and I don't think WWE will let her do that. I Even when she started out, usually when commentators start out in WWE, they'll have a month of, ah. Oh, to a refreshing voice, they had something different. I liked Coachman when he returned, but then I got, you know, he was overproduced. But then WWE and Vince McMahon overproduced them, and it just becomes sound bites. I never even had that grace period with Renee. Because she, either she was overproduced from the start, or, more likely... A comment, a commentator is a totally different skill set. One that people spend years and years and years and years and years honing on the independent scene, maybe some local sports, and then you then you try it out on a larger TV wrestling program. But she's just been a backstage interviewer. I don't want to say just a backstage interviewer, because that's an equally important job in its own right. But she doesn't seem to have that skill set. Neither does Percy Watson. Neither does Beth, Beth Phoenix. Neither did Amy Dumas. Neither did... Well... Byron Saxon's actually been pretty good at it sometimes, I think. That's because I think he's found a character. Yeah, yeah. I think and I really it's
3: since Kofi won the belt that he sort of really found himself. And he's not just there to be bullied by and I think it's there I, I think Byron has improved now because he's not being produced to be, hey, I love the baby faces, oh, yeah. which is what his all he did previously was other the baby faces are all awesome. The heels are very bad. That was all of his commentary was for for years on end, even in NXT. Mm. It's, it's, for me, it's a producing thing. It's I think the commentators are too overproduced and it doesn't make them sound unique or special. I don't think she'll ever sound iconic at this stage because even as the first female commentator on the main roster, she is just there to be a sound... You may as well just have a soundboard. Yeah. You may as well just, like, pre-record... Nice. Yeah, pre-record a couple of things and then just every now and again push a button. I can't believe I just saw that! What a moment! You know, and just... The, uh, they showed a video package on NXT this week that's sort of like, here is everything big that happened at TakeOver. It's a sort of two-minute thing, you know, soundtrack to the new Slipknot track, and you've got so much commentary from Moro, so much commentary from Nigel. The only thing that Beth had in this, you know, two-and-a-half-minute video package was her going, oh, and she did it twice. That's uh-huh. all she contributed to this whole video package, yeah. which means she did commentary for nearly three hours and said nothing of importance. And that's not her fault. It's just the way they're produced.
2: But it's also potentially because they're not ben, cut out for commentary yeah. and that they're, they're selected because of that they've got a, a third spot to fill, as opposed to let's actually find a very good female commentator from the WNBA or something who has an interest in wrestling and groom them. Completely. Owen Newton says, What is your unpopular wrestling opinion? Mine is that The
3: Undertaker is overrated and nothing but the gimmick and the streak. Not sure everyone will agree, but what is your unpopular opinion?
2: I don't get Jeff Hardy yeah, uh, That's say, always Jeff been Hardy's an unpopular you, one I I see the value in him And if I w- owned a wrestling company I would definitely have him as one of my top stars uh, Just because he has an appeal To a portion of the audience That seems to to love him so much That I don't know how to reach Yeah. But I've never really understood his appeal I think he looks a bit goofy He's a bad promo He's a sloppy wrestler now uh, and arguably before. yeah. And also, let's be honest, he he drink drives a lot or, or drives under the influence a lot. And I think that's morally reprehensible. But we all keep saying, oh, but it's Jeff. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if this is an unpopular opinion, but I think that Randy
3: Orton's boring. And I think he more or less always has been. I think he is a... <laughs> He is I've never understood WWE's infatuation with him being like he is an legend he has got everything it takes to be a great wrestler because for me he, <coughs> excuse oh. me I got so choked off on my own words there
2: that's the Orton doing a sort of <laughs> voodoo it was thing. A to Venom your getting neck. inside yeah. me.
3: For me Orton's like main time on top when he was considered to be this quote-unquote all-time great wrestler was when guys like AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, and Christopher Daniels were changing the game. And I think Randy Orton has never progressed from that point. Whereas everyone else has evolved and the sport has evolved beyond him, Randy is doing the exact same thing he was doing 15 years ago. He's a wrestler
2: that the veterans really, really like. Because he feels like a veteran wrestler. Yeah, but really, like you said, the sport's passed him by. I, I, I do like Randy Orton, especially when he's motivated against a very good opponent like an AJ Styles. But yeah, that I, I, I thought that Kofi match would be good. And it was at the start, but then it just flattened it fell, out. It fell
3: into yeah. every Randy Orton match you've ever seen. And that's why my unpopular opinion is... <laughs> I don't think Randy Orton is deserving of the title that he has had bestowed upon him. This is an email that comes in from Owen who says Good Luke, uh, good day Luke, Ollie and the rest of the lovely boys Except for Blake Ham you piece of crap Lovely boys First time I've ever sent in an email Even though I've been subscribed to you guys long before Luke joined This is an actu- uh, this is actually the first email I've ever sent to any YouTube channel As wow. I'm normally someone who keeps myself to myself But I just wanted to let you guys know You really helped me get back into wrestling I stopped watching from 2002 to 2015
2: yeah, I feel you. Yep, yeah, a long old gap. But it's I a shame you missed CM Punk and, and all that stuff there the, and the, the start of Nexus. Shield, Nexus. Yeah. Uh, I was ill in bed and stumbled
3: over a What Culture video, and then it was uh, over time, it was your videos. At first, I could not stand Ollie being over the top shouting, mm. but I've now grown to love it. It was when you guys started doing the Raw SmackDown reviews that I started watching the product. I am now fully committed to wrestling again, and it's down to you guys. I watch Raw and SmackDown just so I can listen to your reviews. I love the Saturday shows, and I've become a Patreon just so I can join in at the $10 backer to get WrestleRamble Extra and Ramble Club. Yes. It's not too much of a stretch to say you guys are heroes of mine and I don't have anyone to watch pay-per-views with, so having you guys on the live stream is perfect for me. Sorry for the long ramble. Do not apologize absolutely. Uh, I just wanted to share the love. I have one suggestion for the channel and it's uh, if you're going to struggle to do CG dub on the magazine shows, why not shout them out on the live streams? Keep it up boys. You are main event
2: of YouTube Wrestling. I know it seems like we don't have much to do on the live streams, but we're actually constantly busy yeah. with monitoring the chat, uh, compiling the super chats, watching the show itself, commentating on the show to an extent, and also making notes for reviews we're going to do immediately after. Yeah. So we wouldn't really have time to add in a little feature in, in, the, in the breaks But my friend Who I went to the pub quiz with On Thursday Said Did you uh, You, you did the live stream Of SummerSlam On Sunday And I said Yeah 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 He said Because I didn't have much To do at work on Monday So I was just scrolling through You know how you do And you get that little Thumbnail preview On the YouTube video screen hmm. I said yeah And he said Were you Eating Chinese food <laughs> For like half an hour I said Yeah we were yeah yeah, no, yeah. That was one of the most watched parts of the whole broadcast. (laughs) So if you missed out the live stream, yeah, about an hour into the show, me and Luke just stopped talking and ate a whole Chinese takeaway. I ate quite a lot of Chinese. It was delicious. I've still got a a mark on my (laughs) my keyboard from the the grease. (laughs) Um, Right, I'm gonna read out uh, this email here that
3: comes in from Alex who says hi Luke Ollie, and all of the rest talk team On August 21st, it's my 27th birthday As I'm nearing 30, I've decided to make
2: a list of things to do before I'm 30 Whoa, 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 wait a second not the 20 not his 22nd birthday. No 27th. He's 27th birthday. Yes nearing 30 well, yeah, he goes, as I'm nearing 30, he is three years off uh, 30. I guess so. Yeah. Well, just seems... he's given, well,
3: I like this because he's giving himself three years to do things before okay, he's 30. I think point. that's just, As opposed to wait till you're 29 and think, oh, shit, ah! I haven't done anything. <laughs>
2: um,
3: anyway. One of the things on my list is to watch all of the iconic WWE matches that have ever happened. Mm. I'm notorious with my friends for being behind on movies and TV shows. Brackets, still haven't seen Gladiator, Chernobyl, or most Tarantino films, close brackets. So I've not had time to watch some Those of these. Those all- are the t- ones.
2: Yeah, I was gonna Those say. Those are the ones you lay out.
3: Yeah, I was gonna I mean, I ha- I've never seen Chernobyl, and I don't think I'm really missing out. Ooh. I'm sure it's a great show, but I'm not sitting there go like I'm I mean, I didn't watch Game of Thrones either, and I also don't feel like I've
2: missed out on anything there. So perhaps I'm not the best person to speak to mm. about this. But did you watch Chernobyl? No, I will do because literally everyone has recommended it to me. Really? I went to a family gathering and I, I had five separate parts of the family recommend. Were well, you watching Chernobyl? No, uh, because it. I think it's obviously it was something a lot of people lived through. Mm-hmm. It pre- predated us by about three, five years yeah. as an event. And uh, Yeah.
3: I'll be honest with you, this is the first time I've ever seen it mentioned outside of an advert for it on TV. Oh, wow.
2: No, it's meant to be very, 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 very
3: good. No one in my friendship group has ever recommended it to me, no one in my family. I've not even seen people talk about it on social media, Mm. so... Maybe I've just been in a a bit of a bubble. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, they continue. Also, it doesn't matter if you haven't seen most Tarantino films. but you've seen one, you've seen them all. Um, So I've not had time to watch some of the all-time greats. What matches can you recommend? For context, I have seen WWE from WrestleMania 13 to 17 and all pay views between WrestleMania 19 and 22. And all in between and everything from WrestleMania 30 onwards. Any help would be greatly appreciated. Thank you very
2: much, Alex. Oh, what? That's really specific. Um, Well, obviously, (laughs) obviously Steamboat. Flair Savage, Steamboat. yeah, Steamboat. I was gonna say Steamboat From Flair, WrestleMania but yeah, but three, Savage. Yeah. Two, two, three. Dang it's three. It's three, because that created near falls, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a bunch of them. It's, it's very interesting. It doesn't like you know, it's a bit George the Animal Steel gets involved, and it's a bit immature for my taste now, but you can't deny the impact it had.
3: I'm gonna uh, say because you haven't mentioned it, um, Rock Hogan, WrestleMania 18. Mm. rock hogan is i mean it is not a work rate match but it's certainly a match that you should check out
2: yeah it's one of the most amazing style like examples of that style where you're just like I, i i had a friend who ran a wrestling school and he said he always tells people his students to watch that match because hulk hogan what like the first three minutes is based around a headlock yeah and it's it's hogan with rock in a headlock really tense in those pythons and he shows rock to each side of the ring so everyone can see how big his arms are yeah. he's like that's pro wrestling <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh would you like it get better yes this comes in from kieran who says hi luke at the time of writing i am 19 years old six foot four 239 pounds 17 stone or 107 kg uh for your wow. money um, from
2: and that's what like it sounds like a, an introduction to the ring <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh,
3: however, most of my weight From comes... From Washington. Let's just say Washington. Um, however most of my weight comes from fat however in the last 18 months I have piled on weight and most of my clothes no longer fit me I lack confidence because of my weight now and therefore don't have much of a social life outside of my girlfriend and a small group of friends but enough is enough and I've decided to make a change starting today I'm embracing intermittent fasting and a keto diet and I've also joined a gym my goal is to eventually lose around 60 pounds to get around to 179 pounds 12 stones uh, which is 81 kg Uh, just sending this to hold myself accountable and make sure I stick to it thank you for all you do and keep up the great work that's from Kieran
2: intermittent fasting famously the cheapest diet you can go on yeah because you just don't eat
3: there was one I heard um, Matthew Ford talking about this on Alison John's show on Radio 5 Live that he does the two days on two days off dieting where you eat for two days and then you fast for the next two days and then you eat for two days is that right? is that yeah, something that, you've heard that about? Sounds,
2: that sounds like a version of fasting and intermittent fasting
3: What does it What What's the good that it does
2: So the idea behind fasting is that now. When you when have, have primal ancestors They would actually Go through large periods Of time where they didn't eat anything Because you'd kill an animal, you'd eat the animal And then you'd hunt for like two to three days And when your body Is in that fasted state, first of all It allows your stomach to kind of go Ah, okay Got a bit of a break from all that digestion. Let's sort this bit out here. Let's repair this wall over here. Maybe paint the the, the hallway. And then uh, you, your mind sort of... The idea is you, your mind starts to run off ketones. I've told you this before, I and know. you claimed that that sounded like Scientology. <laughs> I did. Or <laughs> Medichlorians. And it still sounds like Scientology and Medichlorians. And that is a far more uh,
3: efficient... Fuel for your brain to run off. And is that what the keto diet is, was yes, going to be my follow-up that's, question. That's
2: what that is. Yeah. So you have like a very low-carb diet, so your body just starts running off that. I just, it's admirable that you're, you're tackling two diets right away, and maybe you've got the drive to do that. Just from my experience, myself, maybe just focus on one of those diets, because one big lifestyle change is enough to do in itself, let alone two. So maybe just go for the intermittent fasting. Do
3: you think I should give it a go? We'll, this, what, like a pod- we'll, g- we'll give it like a podcast experiment that maybe I'll do like from a the Raw and Smackdown ramble, because that's a 48-hour period, where I do two days off, two days on, and
2: see how I am. Hey, it's up to you. Oh,
3: I just think I'd be really angry. Maybe that would
2: be the most grumpy Smackdown review. I saw Avengers Infinity War after a two-day fast, and I hadn't eaten. I just couldn't pay attention. <laughs> It was in the cinema. The second time I saw it was that. I regret it.
3: Um, Right, I'm just going to read out this last email here because it uh, will set you up for your uh, section. Uh, This comes from Crinius who says, Hello Luke, Ollie, Larry, Simon, and Chopper Pete who has become my favorite person at WrestleTalk now uh, that I used to know he competed in competitive Pokemon draft leagues. All hail the sandstorm. That aside, I'm glad to see I'm not the only person who hates iTunes reviews. god damn it. Though I think you had some interesting proposals to respond to my criticism, uh, turning the iTunes reviews into some form of CONTENT that you would have done in the outros anyway is a good idea in my opinion. I slightly disagree with Luke's proposal to turn them into mailbag questions though. Uh, did I suggest that?
2: I, maybe we both did, but people like to say it's your idea if they don't like it. (laughs)
3: There was someone in the comments on, I think it was Smackdown's review in the restaurant, with it's like, well, Luke's lost all credibility now if he thinks that TakeOver was better than SummerSlam. I was like, "Ollie agreed with me! <laughs> anyway, um, where do we get to? Um, since other people, myself included, paid to get those on the Saturday shows, which is probably why I said it wasn't a good idea. But, you know, it's my fault. Anyway, however, uh, how about you turn the iTunes review into other formats that you don't have to do on a regular basis anymore? You could ask people to simply give a star rating and then give us some 80% facts, non-serious agony outs, or even write their review as a poem for the Poetry Corner. That way, you could keep extending the reach of the podcast, which I think all listeners would want you to do, while keeping even more difficult fans, myself obviously included, happy. Thank you for your time. Keep up the great work and have a nice live stream. I'm guessing you'll read this out during the week and not on the Saturday show. Uh, Sorry.
2: Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. We did. We did talk about that. Like the podcast questions. You could just submit in via iTunes, and we can read out your Rusev Hayes, Poetry Corners, yep. etc. As iTunes reviews. That's yes, and not just,
3: not just not just of
2: flags. Uh, we have got a lot of emojis, but I'm not going to do those. Thanks. Thank you to Smurrello 21 The drilling is just so consistent. Oh, they can hear the drilling. Literally starting as soon as they began recording. Conspiracy? Could it be? Dot, dot, dot. Blake Ham.
3: They actually did once again start. Uh, we pressed the record button, we sat down, and we were literally just about to start, and then the drills came in.
2: Yeah. They're, uh, they're being very nasty as well. We've yeah. asked them to stop, and they sort of were, were very rude to our female buildings manager.
3: So unbelievably mm. rude, and... Worst thing is, they claim it's not drilling. Yeah. Then what is it, I mate? I don't know what they're doing. What, yeah, what it what are you doing then? Because yeah. I'll be honest, it sounds like a drill. And if it walks like a drill and sounds like a drill, it's probably a drill. Well
2: that's that's usually where you end the show.
3: Oh, sorry, I thought you were gonna do another Righteous reviews. Oh no, I need
2: that one. Oh, okay.
3: <laughs> I left you a pause so you could continue doing your job, but you're you're done now. No no no. Well
2: people hate them. I was only gonna <laughs> do one. <laughs> Um, what are you doing the weekends? um I I, I might I'm trying to organise because I'm bored on Saturday. Anna's out for her birthday thing. She's going to do a Harry Potter cocktail make an experience. Nerd. Lame. <laughs> and uh, so, so I I emailed around. I was like, what what can I do to get friends out of the house? Because my usual tactic of Hey, you want to go and see this obscure movie at, at the cinema doesn't get them out. So I was just like, Hey, who wants to watch sports? Uh oh. And they've said, Yeah, sure. What sports? <laughs> and now I've been on a mad struggle to find some sports. I just assume there'd be sports on. Well the football's on, surely. Well, there's one on at twelve thirty, too early. There's one on at five thirty, too late. Where's the three o'clock kickoff? Is it a sky thing? Have they no, just that's got not, oh, like th- all the football that's televised, those are the only Premier League games on at that time?
3: Is that the way it's always been? I don't know. I'm pretty sure that's the way it's always been. Like the 12 and five games are the ones they do wear, and then the rest of it you have to watch via them sitting around, and that you have to watch people watching them and yeah. commentating on things as what the, are you as the doing? results come in. Um, I'm going to a birthday party actually on Saturday evening for my friend, and um, we're going out for dinner. And his girlfriend, who is a lot younger than us, then said, "And then we're going to go out clubbing." oh we have declined that part of it, so we're going to just go home. Is it? The name? Yeah. As in the name of the, 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 the girlfriend? The, the girlfriend,
2: yeah. No.
3: Oh. Where did that name, where did that
2: come from? That's the only young person I know that goes out with one of your friends. She's not that young, is she? Isn't she? No, I don't think she so. seemed young.
3: No, I think she's the same age as
2: as, uh, as that fella. Well, hot damn! Yeah, I'm sure that's great podcast content. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we're we're going out with that.
3: Hey, you, why didn't you go see When Harry Met Sally? It's one of the Prince Charles. That's look, and it's midday. It's at four ten.
2: You're, look, I'm trying to get three guys out of their house, who only only go out to watch football at the pub. Wow! Do you want to go and see this classic rom-com from the 90s? And it makes you cry because it's a beautiful story. How about a Nicolas Cage triple feature? Luke, we need to record WrestleMania Extra. (laughs) Why are you making this, this podcast thing drag on so much?
3: Anyway, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week. Take care. I love you. Goodbye.